Orion's Belt is one of the most prominent prominent constellations. It's easy to see, and it, and it looks different uh, through the course of the night and where you are in the world. And so in my travels, this is something that really stood out to me. So that's what I was writing about with this song. And then, and then because I was in this relationship between, you know, Canada and Australia, I was really feeling that we were like these constellations in the sky communicating with each other, but unable to touch each other. All bright and shiny eyed from across the universe. And you can see yeah. it and you can, and you can zoom I, with I, it. I, totally. And it was kind of weird that I had already written this song and then I was, and then I was living it. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Alright, Ambush, and today we are joined by a folk pop alt artist who just released the lead single off of her upcoming 2023 album entitled 64 Magic Queens. What is this lead single? Well, it is entitled I Hate Goodbyes, and you don't have to hate goodbyes right now because right now we are saying hello to my new friend, Sarah Burton. How's it going today, Sarah? Great. How are you? Ooh, I'm having myself a wonderful day. Even better because one of my favorite topics is music, and that is what we are here to chat today. Am I right? That's right. All right. All right. And of course, like I mentioned, you just happened to release, uh, I believe at the beginning of November, a track entitled I Hate Goodbyes. So I want to kick things off right there. Take us behind. When exactly did this song uh, begin to take shape, take form? Um, I guess it took, it took shape in 2019 when I was, uh, in the beginning, early romantic stages of a long distance relationship and, uh, you know, saying goodbye sucks <laughs> when your person is on the other side of the world. <laughs> that it most, de- I mean, it's, it sucks in general. I mean, obviously whenever it comes to a uh, loved one, but halfway across the world or otherwise i mean that's that's even rougher right yeah and i mean when you tour a lot you meet people from all over and it's exciting and it's great and and then you know you fall in love with someone and all of a sudden you're like oh but it's a 16 hour flight <laughs> to see you <laughs> and but you know in 2019 when i when i wrote this song i was still feeling really hopeful because uh you could still get on that 16 hour flight (laughs) yes it's um so this was written pre-pandemic then yes Mm. so that uh long distance relationship has probably seen a little bit of trial and tribulation is in i mean oh yeah it it did not work (laughs) hey you gave it a shot yeah, we gave it a good, solid effort. But. <laughs> hey, and sometimes, at least, at the very least, if you can't get the lover, you can get a good album, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> We're still friends. We're friends, yeah. Hey, and that's that works out, and I mean, it's, once again, you can create some incredible music of it, and some incredible imagery, too, and that's one of my favorite things, I think. Uh, about the song or at least the lyricism of the song is um just uh 
clearly you are a passionate person. Uh, based on like your descriptive words, I mean, like talking about sparkling eyes and just all of these different ways of just like how somebody like you appreciate somebody and like how they uh, light up your world. Well, thank you. Um, and also, so I will say this, there's, if you embark on a long distance relationship, you know, all you have is your communication. All you have are your words. And so I think that it does force you to like expand on your usual even vocabulary or love vocabulary. You have to find more creative ways to express yourself. And and then of course FaceTime and Zoom and all that, that helps a lot. I don't think I don't think it's I don't know how people did it before. <laughs> you know, they just wrote letters. What? Snail mail. What if the letter gets lost and then suddenly you're right, just like, you don't what even know happened? if they're getting. You don't even know if they're getting it. It takes like months, and the letter says things like, "Oh, to touch your hand again." <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> that's some real romantic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, the the distance it, it does make you appreciate something as simple as as a touch of the hand and just or just hearing somebody's voice and the difference between hearing someone's voice on the phone in your ear versus visually even even that has a different vibration Mm -hmm. a different tone right yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. comes across a little bit different and even though it's the same it's being able to have that person right there it's a completely different energy and i mean it's uh We've all experienced that thing where you hear yes. your voice on someone's answering machine and you say, who is that me? Who is that? And it weirds you out, right? So, And then you think, oh, every time someone talks to me, that's what they're hearing. Why do I hear it differently? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's uh, that was the hardest part about starting a podcast. I will admit that right oh, there. Yeah. It's like, oh, my, that that's what I sound like? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's what's the hardest part about being a musician, too. <laughs> you got to get over that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But once you get over that hump, it's worthwhile. And of course, like we said, you get some amazing music out of it. So this is your, I believe, your one single of 2022 here. Like we said, your lead single of um, this upcoming album. So what has the reception been like here to this, uh, love ballad, this distance track? Um, well, I've been playing it live for the last year or so. And, you know, so far, yeah, the reactions have been great. Everybody seems to like it. If I can get it in front of them, I'm, I'm still learning how to be a musician in the digital age though. And it's, it's tough, but but yeah, the feedback that I'm getting is great. Uh, I just got to get it to more ears. That's <laughs> uh, always, uh, I mean, obviously that's how things like this get set up and like PR agents and the wonder of the uh, music business, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is how do you get it out to people? But thankfully, like you mentioned, you've been able to get out onto live shows. And I know uh, pre-pandemic, once again, you were averaging like, 150 shows a year so what has it been like to get back out on the road finally and actually like road test to these songs 
Uh, it's been mostly great. I There was a lot of talk during the pandemic. Everything's going to change when this is over. Nothing's changed. Like everything's pretty much the same. The one thing that I will say has changed is that I find not just in music, but in all aspects of life, I find that people are, are becoming kinder communicators and better communicators. And maybe once again, I think it harkens back to that idea that left to only our, you know, internet devices, I think people were forced to learn how to communicate better. And they had to ask themselves questions. But anyway, so I, I find this comes across uh, when I'm dealing with agents or talent buyers, I find that people are kinder in their communications. It seems like people are more grateful just to be working again in this industry. Um, as far as getting back out on the road, the, f- the first tour back out for me was uh, last September and October. And it was, in some ways, it was one of the best tours of my life. People were really generous. I made good money. I got myself back on my feet. I sold a bunch of stuff. It felt really good. The shows were well attended. It was awesome. And that entire fall, winter was kind of like boomed for me. And then, um, you know, and then since then, I'm kind of just in a, a rhythm of more, I play regularly and I've done some little tours, but Touring is definitely not quite the same. And I, and I think me personally, too, I've also started to appreciate stillness in a way that I never used to. Um, but I mean, I, I will always love touring and I will always continue to. But I'm but I used to just be like, get me in the van and get me on the road constantly and and now I'm starting to appreciate my, you know, my regular morning rituals and, and trying to stay a little more. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm also getting older, right? It's, <laughs> it's <a> thing. <laughs> appreciating your time and your space a little bit more. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, just physically, I, if I don't, you know, do regular like yoga and working out and stuff and I will be in pain and it's a lot harder to do that on the road. And I'm sure I have a lot of little motel. You've been to a motel gym. It's it's not good. I mean, the one treadmill and the weight one, like Bowflex machine are great and all, but (laughs) there's not a whole lot of space. (laughs) Yeah. And just like the neon lights and the, the hum of, of like I don't know what it is, but there's always a hum. It's probably the neon light, I guess. Would make sense, and it just makes it look like kind of shady. <laughs> it it does. I'm always a little on edge. I'm like, am I gonna need to actually run out of here at some point? Am I, <laughs> at least if I got my shoes on. But only one exit. Cool. Great. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> my goodness and of course we mentioned earlier that uh i hate goodbyes is the lead track off of an upcoming album here entitled 64 magic queens so first off i'm actually just like super curious uh where does the title of this album come from um 
it came to me in a dream and the dream it was so vivid and in the dream it was my ex she had written a cookbook in my dream called 64 magic queens and it had just had a bright yellow lettering and it was pink and sparkly and she's not i mean she can cook but she's not a chef or anything like she'll never put i mean maybe never say never but i don't think she's going to put out a cookbook um besides i've already used the title for this album but um this happened you know when we were like deep in the throes of our long distance forced you know forced long distance in the early pandemic and uh and i it was just so vivid and i just felt like this is while i was writing the rest of the songs and starting to put the wheels in motion to record and i was just like that's the album title and i have no idea what it means but i like that because it kind of allows me to search for the meaning in it you know when you wake up from your dream and you're like what did that mean anyway and in some ways the whole pandemic was one of those like did that just happen i know some people are still in a pandemic and it's it's a very real thing and um i don't know i've always been attracted to to dreams and dreamlike qualities of life and sometimes life feels hazy and dreamlike and so yeah why not <laughs> why not right embrace embrace with the spirit world the dream yeah, world was trying to tell you that's right embrace the unknown <laughs> So it sounds like this album was uh, crafted over a period of time here, uh, throughout the uh, growth of this relationship and otherwise. Yeah, and there's a, a couple of songs from my past, from earlier, but they sonically and topically fit. Like, I mean, one of them in particular, I wrote, um, oh, I must have written it back in, 2013 and it it's called ursa minor and it, and it talks about the stars and it and it i was writing it thinking of a love story between the constellations and because they can't get to each other but there's these love stories about you know they're not all love stories some of them are war stories but all these stars are kind of like stuck in there in the sky where they are and they can't get to each other. And I was thinking about the Southern cross versus the North star and how Orion's belt looks different depending on where you are in the world. Cause that's uh, Orion's belt is one of the most prominent, prominent constellations. It's easy to see and it. And it looks different uh, through the course of the night and where you are in the world. And so in my travels, this is something that really stood out to me. So that's what I was writing about with this song. And then, and then because I was in this relationship between, you know, Canada and Australia, I was really feeling that we were like these constellations in the sky communicating with each other, but unable to touch each other. All bright and shiny eyed from across the universe. And you can see yeah. it and you can, and you can zoom I, with I, it. I, Totally. And it was kind of weird that I had already written this song and then I was, and then I was living it. Hmm. 
No, like you said, just happened to fit perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So uh, what else can you tell us about this upcoming project? Uh, well, I recorded it in um, a basement in Sudbury <laughs> with my good friends, Danny Lage and the Looks. And it was, it was really great because, I mean, I mean, I think in some ways it helped all of us uh, manage our depression at the time. They're like me, they're real kind of road dogs. And so it, it was kind of, I wouldn't say we felt lost so much as stagnant. Um, not being able to get out on the road and and connect with our audiences and and make a living the way we know how and anyway so I had been I spent the first six months of the pandemic in Vancouver and then I decided to drive home to Ontario and on my way I stopped in on Danny and Jeanette, who were at the time, they live in Montreal, but at the time they were in Sudbury. And Danny said, do you have any, have you written anything? I'm like, yeah, obvious, obviously the world's ending. I've written some songs. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, how are you going to record them? I, and I said, I don't know. And then he said, you know, I have a studio, right? And I was like, oh kind of like I kind of knew but I it had been a, you know we hadn't seen each other in a couple years probably so yeah anyway so it was just a really great way to spend the dreariest saddest winter of my life um because it was <laughs> you know it was the nugget of joy that gave me purpose in that time um, dealing with, you know, when I started the recording, I was still in the relationship and then we finally gave up on trying to make it work. And so it took me through the breakup and, and then I know you said like with the waiting and stuff, we, we ended up, we took our time, you know, recording, I was in Toronto there in Sudbury. So it was a bit of a mission every time to get up there. And I would, you know, I would spend a while, you know, and I was, oh, there was also, I don't know if you're, I mean, in Ontario, we had these like travel bans, even from area to area. So we had to work around those. And at the time it was such, it, it feels like so such a distant memory now, but, you know, I would go and to get a COVID test and, and cause you had to have one to prove that, you know, where, everywhere you went and it would be like waiting in the snow in a blizzard around a city block with a bunch of other people. And then all these public health nurses would just be, you know, sticking swabs up our nose and, yeah, it was what a trip. Surreal, right? It's so surreal. Yeah. yeah, even though we lived it, I'm still like, what? <laughs> it's like, what were those two years? And like you said earlier, did did that actually happen? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it it did, and here we are. And I'm so grateful to 
you know, to be healthy and, and thriving and, and working. So, you know, and I even explored, I don't, this is total tangent, but like a lot of people, I definitely explored other jobs and I, I, I picked up little things here and there. And I, I really tried to push myself mentally. I thought about, I'm like, maybe I could go into UX design and I, and you know, I would do these little practice courses and, and then I just, I was like, I hate this. And then eventually I said, I'm just going to double down on being an artist. This is who I am. Life is short. I'm not going to waste my time trying to be something I'm not. At least you gave it a shot. Yeah, I, I gave it a shot. I, I gave being someone else a shot. <laughs> you, you, they always say, step in somebody else's shoes. Okay, stepped in them, walked the miles. You know what? These don't fit. No, I, li- I like my shoes better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my shoes might be a little beat up and worn out, but whatever. They're comfortable. <laughs> they're my shoes. They're, yeah. they, f- they're, they fit my feet, okay? Like, they're worn into my feet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, I love it. I love it so much. And of course, you say all these things that you're grateful for. And of course, uh, shout out to uh, good friends and uh, people who are willing to, uh, you know, share their studio spaces as well to uh, help get through the emotions because music is therapy, right? It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is is and like we said it brings us incredible songs not just i hate goodbyes but also i'm sure lots of other tracks like you've hinted towards like you've told us about if fans want to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of sarah burton maybe uh see upcoming concert dates when that album is actually going to drop where are those places what's the best way to keep up to date with you well the best way to keep up to date is to subscribe for shows, the best way is to just subscribe to bands in town because every time there's a new show announced, you'll get a notification or you can sign up for notifications. Uh, My website is sarahburton.ca. My social media handle is sarahburtonshow. And um, if you follow me on Instagram, you can... uh, (laughs) see the other weird stuff that I like to do, like uh, cook with ranch powder and uh, taste test chips on the road. But (laughs) I'm like, I make music, I'll post a song and it'll get, it'll get, you know, a decent amount of views. But if I post a video about Doritos, that's what people really want to see, apparently. So some real dedicated Dorito fans out there. I am a dedicated Dorito fan. (laughs) Favorite kind of Dorito? Oh, Cool Ranch, 100%. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Best answer, 100. So th- this became, um, it's during the early part of the pandemic, uh, I was having a serious Cool Ranch craving, and my, my friend and roommate Jody was helping me try to find these chips, and we couldn't find them anywhere. There was no, they were sold out everywhere. And finally, she went to a place in Vancouver called Snackland, which I didn't know exists. I'm like, Snackland sounds like heaven. So she picked up, she found the last three bags of Cool Ranch Doritos, bought them all. And then I was so confused by this. You know, I posted about it and and then people, 
you know, chimed in. Apparently I wasn't the only person even within my own, you know, social media community who was upset about this, but they didn't, they didn't, they stopped printing or printing. They stopped manufacturing Cool Ranch Doritos for a while during the pandemic, not because of a low uh, demand, but because people were buying so many Doritos that in order to keep up with Doritos sales, Doritos had to, you know, shorten their list of flavors. So they, they brought it down to their top three selling flavors. And unfortunately, Cool Ranch somehow was only number four. What? And they, yeah. And they did this because every time they change the flavor, they have to clean the machines and it halts production. So they had like cheese. It was like nacho cheese and then like spicy nacho cheese and sweet chili heat. Okay, sweet chili heat I can understand, but two nacho cheeses? Come on. But that's the thing. I'm like, give people, they want variety. Come on. Anyway, mm-hmm. they just went on the, you know, the sales. But <laughs> anyway, cool, cool Ranch is back. And not only is it back, but I've seen, this is the thing. I see Cool Ranch branch out to all these different things. And then anyway, I'm talking way too much about chips. But. Hey, it's taken over. It's taken yeah. back <laughs> over. Cool Ranch came back with a vengeance. Yeah. Cool Ranch forever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cool Ranch crew. <laughs> uh, and of course, you should go ahead and follow Sarah on social media because not only will you see the Doritos going down, but you'll also see some incredible travel pictures. She's been not just touring around, she's been hitting up the states, seeing the monuments. Go ahead and give her a follow, connect with her, tell her what you think about this uh, new track, all of the fun things, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, I've got a YouTube channel. I'm, I'm trying to be more active on it, but I do have a lot of fun videos up there already, uh, including one where I interview um, someone who <laughs> hunts squirrels with hawks. It's, very, it's a good one. You should okay, check it cool. out. I will definitely <laughs> have to do that. <laughs> and, uh, and I have a mailing list called the hump day news you can sign up on my website or at the link in my bio on instagram and i i was for a long i started during the pandemic and i was actually sending out an email every wednesday on hump day and it's it's not a newsletter it's just really it's an editorial from me every week but i i now skip some weeks i've taken i'm taking some liberties because sometimes you just you know, sometimes you need to take a week off, but, uh, but it's fun. And, um, I usually feature a different music video every week and, um, I, yeah, it's just sort of musings from my travels and from whatever is going on. And I try to keep it light and upbeat because I just feel like there's so much bad news that we're inundated with all the time. And although it is important to be aware and to be engaged and do what we can, I think we also need to just be entertained sometimes. It's very true. It can't all be hustle. I mean, as they say, all work, no play. (laughs) Yeah. Makes a dull boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sarah, I have had a blast so far. I've got a couple of last questions here for you. So what is something that you are grateful for inside of this world? 
Uh, well, every I mean, I'm grateful for grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to play music for a living. That's really awesome. And I'm grateful. I mean, I, I, I do this a lot. I'm like, I'm grateful for my legs. They take me places. How awesome is it that I can just like put one foot in front of the other and walk out the door and go wherever I want. That's amazing. I'm yeah. And, and I'm, I'm like, I guess I, I'm so, I think so much about this on such a basic level that sometimes I forget to get uh, excited about bigger stuff, but I'm just grateful for, you know, I'm grateful for it all. And I'm, and I'm looking forward to having more good times in, in the near future. And, and I'm grateful for, more importantly, I'm grateful for people listening to the music and sharing it and, uh, and when they tell me that also, it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, absolutely. And at, like we said, you should reach out to her on social media. Let her know what you think about this new track when the album drops. Let her know what you think about that too. Yeah. And, and what's your favorite Dorito flavor? Exactly. And it better be cool ranch. all right sarah last question through the process of crafting 64 magic queens how has that process helped you to grow as an individual uh well definitely i mean i think we're always growing or at least we should be i know there's moments where we might (laughs) we might be stunted in in certain moments but it definitely, because of the state of mind that I was in when I wrote it, and I just want to be clear for listeners out there, even though I was so depressed when I when I recorded this album and wrote a lot of these songs, the music is not a bunch of downers. The music is fun, you know, kind of got a garage rock vibe, a little bit of a throwback, certainly a 90s throwback that you'll hear on tracks like I Hate Goodbyes, and even sometimes a further back to, you know, sort of 60s garage rock and there's even a grimy cover of Alana Del Rey song um but uh it's it's helped me to manage sadness and and it's and it, it's the whole picture it's not just the music it's putting into practice okay I know because it's been proven by people who've studied brains time and time again that getting exercise releases endorphins and spending time with friends helps and laughing helps. At the time, I was so depressed. I listened to a ton of comedy. I just forced myself. You know, it's like fake it till you make it, but it, it works. And I know that there are, it's not always that simple, but at the very least, like there are these things that we can try and, and making music, making art, even if it's not your uh, passion or your job, just scribbling on a piece of paper, any of that thing, anything that you can do to use your mind, but also take your mind off the things that are making you crazy it it does help. So I would say that I am in 
the best position I've ever been in as far as knowing what to do if I get in a rut and knowing how to get myself out of it. And yeah, I've never been happier or healthier. So yeah, I think I've grown in that way from this project. Heck yeah. Sounds like uh, it's taught you quite a few things. And I thank you for not just sharing these lessons, but also the story of 64 Magic Queens, as well as this new single, I Hate Goodbyes. It's available right now on your favorite music streaming service and on Bandcamp. If you can support the artists that you love, please, please do. I'll have links down below for you to go and make this super easy. Sarah, thank you so very much for joining us once again here on the DTV. Desert Tiger Podcast.